what are we doing wrong? Why isn't this selling? This is the best barbecue I think I can make. And it was discouraging. It was really heartbreaking. It was the hardest thing to do at one point was actually just to come to work, you know, and then knowing some of the stuff wasn't selling, a lot of it wasn't selling. So it was just kind of like, we almost quit. You know I mean? We didn't want to, I didn't want to do it. Barbecues are passion, and that's just what you'll get where the Ken Burns is a barbecuer. Tales from the pits. Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Brian. And Andrew. And today we are here with... Andrew Soto from Butters Barbecue, Mathis, Texas. Butters Barbecue is a place that we've been trying to get out to for quite a while. Um, coming from Houston, it's about a three and a half hour drive, give or take. Three hour tour? That's right. Um, if Don't stop at Bucky's. <laughs> we actually didn't stop we at Bucky's for yeah. once. We, we usually do, but we actually Next passed up bring, some, bring some beaver nuggets. <laughs> Those things are like gold, <laughs> There isn't a Bucky's anywhere near here, is there? Mm-hmm. So I said they're like gold, man. Could have got a free brisket sandwich. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> Trade beaver nuggets for brisket. That's right. <laughs> no, we've been we've been trying to get out of here for a long time. Been seeing and hearing a lot about your barbecue. Everything has looked fantastic. We've heard nothing but good things from people that we know that have come out here. Appreciate them. Um, so let's get into a little bit of the history of you and this place and how this came to be. So how did barbecue get started for you? Did you grow up with it? Yeah, growing up with it, like I said, um, growing up with the shovel in my hand, you know, my dad, part of, he, he, he cooked differently, so he cooked with the southern style mesquite, uh, he used foil because he didn't even know what paper was, you know what I mean, so uh, didn't trim his briskets, very simple rubs, cook them till they're done tight, poke them with his finger, yep, they're done, so real old school, I probably still couldn't beat his brisket, it was some of the best, he, he just put the right amount of, because you know mesquite can be a little heavy, right, Right. He put the right amount of smoke on it and then gave it the, you know, finished it off, wrapped up, Really good, very tender. How he did it with, uh, you know, no probes, temperature gauges is beyond me. Um, But still some of the best. So that's how I kind of grew up with it. He would have me check his fires. I didn't know what I was doing. I just would go and throw some coals around, toss a log in, go back to sleep. So I just, that's how I just, I knew when to go. I knew when it was caught. And then just the more and more we did it, the more and more he would teach me. And I would learn, okay, this is how you wrap the biscuits. This is when you wrap them and why you wrap them. So I had a pretty good understanding of how to cook a brisket, you know, growing up. And uh, not to say that I've known how to cook a real good brisket since then because I haven't. I'm still trying to learn. But I had a, a little bit of better idea than most of my, my friends and, you know, people who didn't really take interest in it like the way I did. And other than brisket, what did you cook back then? Uh, my dad cooked brisket. He did a lot of chicken. He, he was real good chicken at chicken um buck days there's a cook-off called buck days i don't know if they have it anymore but one year is 100 teams first place chicken he also got first place person and that's kind of where their reputation started to come from he got an invitation only to the grand champion in meridian i think he got like 31st out of 400 teams in the in the country as far as brisket goes but uh so yeah after that i just i mean seeing what he was able to kind of accomplish i'm like naturally it came like hey i want to let me let me try it out but then when I heard about the whole Central Texas craze going on, I went and checked it out and realized that, in my opinion, that there was a bit of a better way to cook a brisket or, or barbecue in general. So I kind of took that that route, but also kept what I've learned, you know, as far as basics and, you know, just kind of really try to make it my own. So that, that epiphany Sorry. was uh, a visit to Franklin Barbecue. Tell us about how, how that went and then uh, kind of... I didn't know what to expect because being that we, like I said, we had had quote unquote the best, you know what I mean? At least that's what people around here told us. Um, 
competitions. We had tons of trophies. Or we, my dad, uh, first place, grand champion type, whatnot. Um, so when I went to try it, I even brought a piece back left over, and my dad even agreed from that leftover piece. So he, he was like, "Yeah, that that's really really good brisket." So uh, it was my it was just it was mind blowing. It was mind blowing. You know the fat rendering and that bark. You know at first I'm like that looks kind of burnt, and then I put it in, and then that was it. You know, I'm like that is not burnt. <laughs> it was really good, and then the pork ribs were equally as good. The sausage was good. I I, uh, I took a couple bites, threw it down. I was just attacking the ribs and the the brisket. The beans were out of this world. Potato salad, nice good. It was just the experience itself. You can imagine not knowing what you're gonna get, and then kind of being really a big fan of barbecue. You know that alone was just kind of a little euphoric moment. Okay, and it got me thinking. Like, what if somebody did that in the South? What if you know they had sort of almost a similar setup with the same style of barbecue, same concept, cook fresh, use the best ingredients available, Angus prime beef, simple rubs, and and then do it with with love you know you gotta you gotta kind of love what you do so uh i started practicing and then we popped up here and and a year later that's when Vaughn came out texas monthly and gave us that little uh before that bump what what was it like starting out what was it like especially it's here discouraging man it's discouraging you know, it, it was time trying to bring this type of barbecue to this city right well number one we have small looks they've been here since god knows when so People think that's the standard. Not to say that they don't have good food. I think they have good food. I think they have good barbecue, good solid barbecue. They're a top 50, so kudos, you know. They've started, you know, a small business. Now they got two big places, so they they got my respect as far as that aspect goes. Uh, I can't imagine trying to run two giant places like that with that sort of staff, so I can't can't imagine the headaches they deal with versus the ones we, you know what I mean? Anyway, so um, we got some support, but we also got a lot of hate. You know, uh, well, it's got to be tough to come in, like you said, when you've got that place that's the, the so biggest, ingrained in the community. The biggest question is like, well, why? We have barbecue. Why are they? Why are they doing that? What is he trying to do? What's he trying to prove? And, uh, it was discouraging. Not a lot of people showed up. They didn't understand it. Our pricing was off. Uh, it's, they thought it was expensive for you know, uh, but they failed to realize that we're using all Angus, Angus prime beef, all natural pork. Our sausage is homemade. We, we burned through four cords of wood a month, uh, which isn't anything compared to some of the top places, but that's a lot to us. It's a lot for a small place. Yeah, yeah so uh, it, w- it took a while for people to kind of understand, but then you've always had the true fans who knew barbecue that came from media like, oh, wow, this some, something might be going on here. Yeah. They, they might be onto something. And those are the ones who've stuck us through. Those are the ones who've, who've uh, kept us alive, you know, the people who saw the potential versus the people who never tried it or tried us when we did I didn't think we were really all that quite yet I think it took a lot of, a lot of learning a lot of uh, recorrecting you know what I mean well, it's one of those things and we, we've seen it on a smaller level coming from Houston where the Houston barbecue scene over the last five years has really grown and evolved into a lot of more of the craft style barbecue that, that yeah. Franklin pioneered so it's gone from that it's gone from bar- barbecue around here anybody can barbecue right you gotta you gotta grill you throw some coals in there light a fire slap a piece of meat and you call it barbecue anybody can do it but it's where that craft word comes into play it's that how you prepare it what are you using and what type you know what type of smokers type of wood how are you trimming how are you preparing and and uh how you treat it basically and you know, I think that's really made the difference for us. So you said you had to you had to tweak a little bit early on and, and change a few things. What 
What did you wind up having to, uh, to change? We, we wrap the briskets differently as far as when they're finished, you know, to retain moisture. Uh, we rest them longer than we did originally to retain moisture. Um, the sausage has just gotten better. My brother's gotten better at casing at it, so it's nice tighter. It's got more of a snap now, I feel. Pork ribs, at first, they were a little too salty, and then they were a little too peppery, and then they were a little too both, and then they were a little not. So, so it's just, I mean, trying to hit the medium on those pork ribs was really tough because I'm, we were trying to get a rib that not only a... a you know, people like yourself would enjoy, but also a four-year-old who could eat it. Well, I was going to say, were, it, were those tweaks tweaks of how you wanted to eat it, or do you think it was just kind of getting used both, to the crowd a both. little bit? Yeah? We were trying to find something that everybody liked. My mom, she's you know, she, she's very particular um, versus kids. You know, sometimes a little bit too much pepper can be a little too harsh. So if you have that, then, the, you know, kiddos can't eat ribs. <laughs> you know, so I, did, I didn't like that. Now we changed it up and just kind of cut back of what we added on in the rub and uh i think it's fair you know and everything else has just really just been practice you do anything long enough you're gonna get good at it, it doesn't matter what it is you do it every day whether you want to or not it, it becomes more of a it, it's job you know it's a job so when uh when you opened the place was it the original intention to make your own sausage or is that something you transitioned no, into so we were buying the prime beef we didn't realize you know it's expensive stuff you know it just it's up and down in the market every every week just depending on pricing so we trim our briskets pretty pretty heavily as, as y'all know there's a lot of unnecessary fat but there's also a lot of good meat on them so that we were just throwing we we're just chucking it man here take it so my brother had experience making sausage he would make his own venison and pork sausage every winter most winters at least and I gave him this meat. I told him, you know, a bunch of brisket chimneys, mainly brisket, but pork butts, some ribs and whatnot. I told him, see what you can do with this. Let's see what we can come up with. Let's come up with a rub or something that we think we could possibly get to selling. Two weeks later, we had one. Very mushy. A lot of air in the case. Had the flavor, though, but the course was too, was, it was, the grind was too coarse. And uh, I think the next week we started running full time. And then after that, it just became, it, it came became where it is today and I think it's probably that's where it's going to remain for our long side of the from, from the style of sausage I mean any influences that you know of that he, he loves garlic there? and I love black pepper so I think right off the back it's you're pretty gonna, good marriage yeah, yeah you're gonna taste that immediately um, most people think it's uh, just beef but it's actually both I think the beef overpowers the flavor though being uh, it's I it's very juicy we don't cook it hanging I find that when you hang it, it just comes a little drier. Um, we, we cook it at great level, so it, it retains moisture, more so that we, we think than hanging out. Plus, it cuts a little too hot when it hangs. So, I think uh, I think it's fair. It meets all the levels of what a good sausage should be. Um, I think y'all enjoy it. It's one of the stars on our menu, that's for sure. It's usually the first thing to run out. Number one, we don't make as much. And number two, uh, people get it with everything, plates, sandwiches, wraps, you know what I mean? So, yeah. Well, I mean, that's one of the offshoots of what craft barbecue is with the aggressive trimming and shaping that you do of briskets is, yes, you've got to find something to do with that meat. Yeah. Otherwise, you're throwing money so, in the so trash So, I mean, can. you take two to three pounds off every brisket on at average 330 a pound. That's on pretty average 340, 350 sometimes. That's seven nine to almost ten bucks that you're yeah. just chucking in the track literally just throwing it away um it's not to say we make it all back in the sausage but it's a hell of a lot but more it's, a less it's a better way right. to spend it and it's a more mm-hmm. unique way too and i mean it's just better in every way because i don't think that there's a, a, a sausage on the shelf um 
that's as good. There's sometimes those can be a little bit too salty. Yeah, you're gonna get a yeah. finer grind, a tighter pack. Sometimes yeah. it, you know, yeah. it will have more sodium pumped into it. A lot of the commercial sausage, you're gonna have the nitrates in it. Yeah. And um, what's good about ours is it's not only you know homemade. It's it was it's it was case yesterday. So we you know we we go through so much of it that it never sees a freezer. You know what I mean? One of the things that you're doing here as well, which you know is been tradition in South Texas mm-hmm. and further down Rio Grande Valley, is uh, barbacoa. Yes. Which has been a very traditional type of barbecue served in the Rio Grande Valley for years. Now, obviously, the, the, the old school traditions are the whole cow head and this and that. Sticking in the ground. It's yeah. sticking in the ground. You guys are doing it a little bit different here. Yeah, we, uh, we, I don't think we can meet health code. Right. We stuck a so cow a head in the ground. About that, that barbacoa uh, you guys are doing. My dad is was the one that would told, told me about it since the beginning. Hey, sell barbacoa. Sell it on the weekend. Sell it in the morning. People love that. He owned a, a Mexican restaurant uh, growing up. That's also where I guess the business info. I forgot to mention that. He had one here in town. Uh, drive-thru uh, so, taco place Soto drive-thru taqueria mm. you know there was a little place mainly drive-thru 11 oh, he was up from uh, 6 to 2 I mean he had cars wrapped around that place looking for <laughs> tacos you know what I mean uh, so he, he did the barbacoa there he also did the brisket taco I'm pretty sure my dad is one of the first to start selling the brisket taco this was 96 maybe I don't know if it counts whatever anyways <laughs> but he had the brisket taco back way back when so FYI. Anyway, so he, he had the barbacoa going. He did. He had some success with it. He always mentioned to me, try the barbacoa, try the barbacoa. So I'm like, so you're telling me the brisket taco wasn't invented in like 2014? I thought that. <laughs> no, no. He was serving it. The only, he would just serve it with the brisket and barbecue sauce. And it was just like some, I think he used cattleman sauce. You know what I mean? But it was a homemade tortilla. Wow. His brisket wrapped up and he would serve it with some cat. And it was, I mean, it was one of his better sellers when he had it. Of course, people ask for it every day, you know, but he was like, no, nah, I don't got it today. So, anyways, back to the bottle cool. He, um, I tried it. I bought a box from Cisco, smoked it. You basically have to overcook that stuff, you know what I mean? And I loved it. How do, how do you trim it? Because we've, we've, we've done trim, it. You trim you know. excess fat off of there. You, you want the fat. That fat is gonna, what's going to create a lot of the flavor, as you all know. But um, there's a little, there's a little uh, kind of a, I call it the cheek flap or something. There's a little flap. You cut that out, or sometimes you leave we it? don't even trim it because being that you're cooking so much, you can literally just pull that stuff. You don't, you're not going yeah. for presentation on barbacoa. So uh, we, we 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 don't really do too much except season, which is just basic salt, pepper, a little bit of garlic, nothing, nothing crazy. You probably don't even need anything on it, um, and we cook it until it's overcooked, basically to where it's falling apart. Rest it, set it up for the in the warmer, and we're ready to go. And uh, Serve it with tortillas, pico de gallo, and salsa. And that's kind of how. And you guys open earlier on the weekend. Nine thirty. Nine thirty. You'll probably start some, see some cars starting to swarm here in a little bit, nice. wanting some of that stuff. So. Yeah, barbacoa when it's done well, it's just it's still. It's good. I mean, it, um, I, I thought it was very good. It had that hint of smoke. We give it about four hours of smoke, nothing crazy, and then we, we could just finish it off wrapped up, so we could uh, basically, you know, steam, like how it's intended. To, well, not intended to be cooked, but how most people cook it these days um it's a really good starter breakfast especially you know that keeping that southern tradition but putting our little uh texas style on it very s- small with the smoke but that's originally how it is barbacoa means barbecue yeah. uh, you know <laughs> so when people come here they ask for barbacoa it's called it's always a what do you mean, <laughs> you know what, I mean? what do you ask well and like in yeah. in on the east coast barbe- barbecue means pork so yeah. it, was, it was interesting for us on our road trip where it's, it's called a barbecue plate. It doesn't yeah. say brisket, beef, 
Yeah, sausage. It's just called barbecue. Smoked meat. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's pork. It's, it's just, all pork. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like just, pulled pork. Yeah, it's yeah. either it pulled, chopped, depends on what region of the you know of, yeah. the, of the states or country you're in. But yeah, it's if you ask for a plate of barbecue, it's either pulled pork, chopped pork, hmm. and it's that's just the way they do it. And like North Carolina, Eastern North Carolina is beef is expensive. I'm sure they learned that, especially out that way. Absolutely. Let's let's talk a little bit about the pits that you're using okay. now. Um, the original pit that 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 you started with, and where okay. what you're cooking yeah. on on the weekends. So now. we had a. I bought the trailer. It was a 16 foot trailer from my cousin Mondo. Just paid him cash for it. You know, was, this was a. Like I said, like I mentioned, I was working at the plant uh, since I was 19. So I spent seven years out there, and then I decided to try this out. I saved some money. I was able to save some money through, you know, retirement, 401k, and whatnot. Um, I, pur- I purchased a trailer. I found a tank on Craigslist in uh, Aguilusa, which is about maybe 20 minutes from here. Um, found another tank in Odom or Edroid that my dad, you know, uh, knew the guy, which is the, the half of the firebox. And then the rest of it we just bought. I bought the pipe from a piping company in Corpus, and then the metal was just coming out of the shop. Uh, we had a welder from Edroid. I just kind of gave him weld this to this, cut these two doors here and put this stack on the end of it <laughs> you know so it was very i mean getting to my head it was simple but uh i guess i was able to walk him through it well enough he understood it as well uh so the pit was the hardest part but as far as the trailer goes that, that was very easy for him fabrication did uh, did it cook the way you expected it to right way off the better. bat yeah way better. i think it cooks better than ours than the, than the primitive and nothing against them but they're just i don't know if it does or not but it's just it's what we're used to uh, we have a reducer. Well, that's on that's a five hundred. That's a five hundred. Yeah, it, I mean, I've heard that the five hundreds just they just run better than a thousand, regardless of more, who makes they're it. They're more efficient. Yeah. I think. I mean, these have a ton of space, so with that, they're wider, they're longer. Other than uh, tweaking a little bit, um, you, you had that pit. When did you get the primitive pit? I got the primitive pit well after a uh, lawn had came down. Let's on, talk about that. On the weekend, the we were we were tipping over like we're just getting too much in that like hey we, we're gonna need more space eventually if we were at that point saturdays and sundays we were making more briskets that would fit in there so i decided to invest in we had another trailer that was like mobile it had a small 250 pit on there we we used it for a few events pop-ups like uh festivals didn't like it too much work uh, and that's when we really decided okay this is what we're gonna really hone in on and that's when I contacted a bunch of a bunch of companies Moberg was the first one but their wait list was just you know I mean very very you know it's a long and then I tried El Cucaracho Smokers contacted AJ's Custom Cookers Mill Scale and a Primitive and I just kind of collectively just made a uh, an effort based off um, reviews pricing and you know, visual. What you see is what you get. You know what I mean? You can, you can kind of tell who makes, you know, decent pits. The craftsmanship that goes into them. They're propane tanks. You know, if they're being, you know, if they're being built from scratch, you know, that'd be a whole different story. But they're, they're at the end of the day, they're propane tanks, <laughs> with a with a stack on them. So I wasn't. And being that we had this one that I still think's our best cooker, I I didn't think that uh, different companies were just gonna mean different better food i'm more of a the pit master is more of a crucial aspect rather than the pit itself seeing being that they were all the same i, I, I made the conscious decision to go with primitive i begged him for the green 
<laughs> and uh, he got it delivered to me five months later. Yeah, that's a that's a unique color. Um, I I think we watched this one get built actually, yeah. not not in person, but over yeah. over Instagram. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that we did. I've been in talks with JD for a while, man. Even last year, way back before we even thought about making another pit. I just, you know, I just, I like the idea. Those pits are awesome, man. I mean, even the, Mo, I mean, the Mobridge are like the best looking pits I've ever seen. They're so badass. And uh, well, I just, I've always had interest in them. I'm thinking about buying one next year on a on a trailer, uh, so we'll be able to move around with it. You know, just different catering events if we ever have anything of that nature. And uh, but, I, you know, I'm talking with JD and. He's been, he was really helpful on, you know, helping me understand where they come from, how they build their pits, and what they're looking for. And so we kind of had the same um, visions, I guess you could say, you know, where everybody's after great barbecue. That's their saying, it's great barbecue we're after. So I'm like, you know what, you're right. I've, so we made the decision, we sent them a down payment. Five months later, he sends us that, that beauty, and we're just breaking it in now, you know what I mean? So uh, with, with that Vaughn visit, business picked up yes did the did also the um kind of the knowledge of your customer change that you get people that, that it, understand it, that yeah it sucks better? that it yeah. took that sort of validation but i guess that's, that's what it does take is somebody who knows what they're talking about and whose word is accredited for them to say yeah they got good barbecue right i wasn't sure for the longest time and i know that you know i'm like what are we doing wrong why is this selling this is the best barbecue i think i can make and it was discouraging. It was really heartbreaking. It was the hardest thing to do at one point was actually just to come to work, you know, and then knowing some of the stuff wasn't selling, a lot of it wasn't selling. So it was just kind of like we almost quit, you know. I mean, we didn't want to – I didn't want to do it. It was just hard. It was, you know, Smolix killing it, and we're over here just like, what do we do? What do we – how do we change? How do we – what do we need to do? You know what I mean? So um, – and then Vaughn showed up. You know, nobody was here when he showed up. Thursday at 1 o'clock, December 17th. So. It's one of those things where, you know, a, a visit from someone like Daniel is obviously a boost for your business and your yeah. credibility and all that. Whether, yeah. whether you feel it should be or not, it, it just so factor the, the you know the situation. But with that also comes raised expectations of anyone that's mm-hmm. coming here. He told me that he sat me down at this table before it was a black. It was just a picnic. It was turned. He sat me down and first thing he said is like he was on his phone. Because I'm putting that your brisket is Franklin S, so you're going to have a lot of people coming over here with high expectations. So get ready for that. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what he <laughs> Enjoy means. Enjoy the ride. I'm like, what is that about? <laughs> I'm like, sure they are. You know what I mean? Yeah, the, anyways, uh, and the very next day, I'm talking the very next day, the first customer. I, I, it's like, can I get a pound of brisket? Daniel Vaughn said it was good. <laughs> this is a joke. You know what I mean? <laughs> Sadly, it's probably someone that lives like a mile down the road that could have yeah, come no, here any exact, day. He was, you he think was, it was Terry? He worked like, at a tire shop. He worked at a hey, tire Terry. shop here. Never seen him in the year. And then he saw it and he's like, oh, man, you got good brisket. Daniel Vaughn said so. I'm going to try it out now. <laughs> and, uh, I think probably he, driven by her a hundred times. A lot of people. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people. Uh, some people come in not knowing about us. And they're, you know, they leave like, how holy cow. Some people come in knowing about us. So there's... But obviously, you, you've you've met those expectations for mm-hmm. a lot of people, and that's why your business has picked up and stayed sure. picked up. And that's that's the biggest thing because we've seen that happen in, in different, you know, not just from Daniel visits, but I think Daniel knows what he's doing. When yeah, he does of course, stuff like that. yeah. But, but when you've got you know someone with a with, that's got a media reputation of you know, knowing what they're talking about, knowing what's good, knowing what's bad, and they come and they say something about your place. You've got to deliver then, you know. And, After, yeah, and we've I seen agree. some people that, frankly, haven't in the past where, the, you know, they've gotten those really? me- media accolades. And 
and they get that initial boost of, of attention from the crowd. But if you you know if someone comes in, the worst thing that can happen is they come in and your food doesn't meet what the article they just read said it should meet, or the tweet or the Instagram. We post still get people daily. For every day, like, hey, we read about the, the article text monthly, and then same thing. Oh, so, yeah, you got the top 25. Top so 25 that, new that barbecues well. what yeah. we, um, was what we received. A lot of people get it confused. They think, like, we're top 25 and say, I'm like, hey, uh, no, and not yet. Hopefully, uh, that'd be a dream someday. But uh, so, yeah, the, I let them know what it is and that we have a chance to be top 50 in the next two years if we really, you know, keep our head down and, and uh, work hard. I don't know if we're top 50. But I know we're closer than we used to be, so that's it's, all. That it's going to be. I think the top fifty the next time is going to be the one of the most interesting ones because there's, have a clash there's of many a lot more. Of yeah, there's yeah. many more than fifty out there. In some cities, there's there's a, a cl- huge cluster that mm-hmm. they're going to have to lose out to that top fifty list of genuine restaurants that mm-hmm. would have qualified the last list and would have qualified the list before. And I think it's that you got a hungry, you got a bunch of hungry pitmasters out yeah. to make a name for yeah. themselves. Yeah, and there's just a lot of talented people cooking really mm-hmm. good food now all over mm-hmm. Texas. And, exactly. And you, could, you could easily do a top 75. I mean, maybe even a top 100 by the time the list right. comes out. I mean, now places per- that would all Personally, yeah. I hope they stick to 50 because I right. think that does make it more of a thing to, for people to shoot I agree. For. I, I hope it doesn't get changed. And even if we don't make it, we do plan on making it eventually. So it's just if we don't make it this time around. Right. Well, I mean, even 2017, there are places that didn't make it that we enjoyed going to way before the list came out and even after. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, that's not there. There are not just 50 good barbecue places. There's a lot. Yes, yeah. I, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. I think that that's going to be a big, you know, it's going to be tough because I think there's going to be a lot of hurt feelings because if they do narrow it down to 50, there's going to be places that qualify based on quality. Yeah. that don't get chosen because they have to narrow it down. Yeah, I think so when Vaughn came in, it, be, it used to be, there was this whole set of rules. It was every five years, and then it was like, you have to be open for five years, which I thought was ludicrous because uh, five years is a long time for a small business. Imagine, you know, trying, I can't imagine. Oh, the failure rate of restaurants in their first year is yeah. astronomical. Yeah, yeah, it's like, what is it? I think I want to say it's seventy percent. Yeah, seventy percent. I I knew those statistics. Yeah, it's, it's and they almost happened once or twice. I swear, man. I mean, there was. It's tough. I woke up one day. It was a Saturday, and I said, I don't want to come. I don't want to do this. I, I was ready to throw in the towel, and it took family members and Claudia to just kind of talk it out of me. Hey, let's go in. We'll be all right. We'll get to Monday. We'll get a day off, and we just kept trucking. There was a point where we were steady with losing money, making real good food, still ordering prime grade, still making homemade sauces. So. It took Vaughn to come out here, give us that validation, and then that kind of it changed how I saw it. I was scared of him to come down here. I didn't want him to come down. I was like, I don't I, because it was make or break. You, we would have just been another one of those restaurants came and went had he not liked it. I, I can gar- almost guarantee we would have not have still been here had we not performed that day the yeah. way we did. And come and come to think of it, that was some of the real good. I remember. I remember. I mean, it happened that day, and I remember finding the brisk he came I, I freaked out right told claudia you're gonna have to handle him i was eat, i was sitting in there eating a peanut butter and jelly sandwich i was just enjoying my lunch and uh, she goes hey it looks like that guy's here what are you what guy carlos He's like no 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 the guy you're always talking about the barbecue guy and i'm like who are you talking about you know what i mean so i look out the window and hear daniel Vaughn standing in front of him taking a picture he's you know he's just like holy shit you know what i mean like what the hell I, my heart's pumping had I not been sitting down, I probably would have passed out. Um, and so I tell him, I couldn't even breathe, man. I, was, I told Claudia, you're going to have to handle him, get his drink, <laughs> get his order. 
I'm gonna start looking for my best cuts of meats. I opened up the first brisket, perfect shape, picked it up, nice bend. I'm like, it's not gonna get better than that. <laughs> I, at that and I looked, same thing, opened up the first rack of ribs, and then we just had one turkey that day. And I was like, this is it. If this doesn't get them, I don't know what's gonna, I don't know what it is. If this isn't quality barbecue that he'll talk about, then we just don't have and, it. And you weren't doing sausage then? We had the sausage. He got a sausage wrap. He got a works plate, which is three meats, turkey brisket, half, half lean, half marble. Pork ribs, uh, pasta salad, rice, and he added a side of beans, sausage wrap, mustard, pickles, and barbecue sauce. It must have been when he was doing the road sausage article. He was yeah. getting a lot of yeah. rats back then. Yeah, he, he, he's, he didn't realize he didn't know why our sausage wrap was five bucks. It was huge. So You know what I mean? So sat down right there. I, I couldn't even look. Claudia's like, all right, he's biting the brisket. He's like, oh, okay, he bit half of it. Oh, there he took a whole slice out. She goes, he's like, oh, he's getting a rib. He's like, oh, it's one bite, two bites, three bites. You know, tore the whole rib. Like, like, oh, I, I can hear rib. you guys. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so we're just, you know, we're, and there's nobody here. You know what I mean? I think I told her, close the, bit, close the window. We ain't got time for this. You know, so you know, we're peeking out. And I'm like, oh, what do I do? She's like, go out there. All right. And I'm like, I'm not going to go to him. I'm just going to go check the pit, which I needed to do anyway. Open the door. He's like, hey. I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, hey, how's it going? He's like, you know who I am? I was like, I know exactly who you are, man. You know, <laughs> I probably know you more than you know. Anyways. Sat me down. He goes, first off, it's excellent. He's like, everything, everything's good. He's like, the meats, they're there. The brisket reminds me of Franklin's. Pork ribs are really good. The turkey, he goes, it needs a little bit of work, but it's, it's, it's right up there. He goes, told me the rice was dry, which, you know, if there's gonna, one thing is going to knock, I'd rather it be a side. But, but, but I mean, it, it's respectful that he's being honest. And I, I, I really appreciate that. That's always that. good. You know one, of the, I mean? one of the things that drives us crazy is um, media people, um, bloggers and whatnot that every place is just it's the wonderful. best they've ever had right yeah. Well, and, and yeah so then as, doing a, a disservice as a consumer to yeah they're doing yeah. a disservice to not only the consumer but to the barbecue joint as well yeah yeah not not to say you should walk up to every pitmaster you meet and say i like this i didn't like that i didn't like this i like <laughs> yeah. that I but mean, it's honesty but but yeah. it's honest. constructive people, yeah. yeah feedback is is helps everybody constructive criticism when people told us our ribs were too peppery i took it and i didn't take it personally i tried it i'm like you know what that does have a little bit too much of a kick I'm going to take that and I'm going to make adjustments. So I think it's just been that simple. It's not, I mean, it's not, nothing's ever simple. Barbecue's just really inconsistent. Two briskets will never come out alike. Two packs of ribs will never come out alike. So it's just what we can do on our end to try to mitigate that and try to give us the same product as much, as best as we can within our power every time. You know what I mean? I think we're so small right now. We're such a low volume that we're able to handle it better in a lot of places. I could see how it's going to become an issue with, as we grow. You know, Robert's only one guy, so eventually, um, if if you know, when if we decide, to, not decide, but when if we get busier, we're going to probably need another pit guy, you know, and another inside staff, and you know, maybe another cutter eventually. I still do all the cutting, which is something that I enjoy doing, and then I'm also very particular, being that we're in such the early stages. I like to see what each person is getting, and I like to individualize it. So, so one of the speaking of only cutter, one of the interesting things is you guys have a drive-through window, um, and obviously a, a, a sit-down area. With one cutter, it, it, it's got to be difficult trying to manage both of those lines and expectations of time. Yeah, I mean, before you know it, man, there's one car in the drive-through. They're ordering a brisket sandwich. Then the next car, they're gonna order three of them, four of them. The next car's got a call in that they called in an hour ago. The next car called in an order last week for Saturday. They just don't want to get off because it's a little too hot. So before you know it, we got a line to the street. One family comes in here, eight people all of a sudden. 
it's it gets crazy you know what i mean and, and we're inside yelling at each other trying to figure out what the hell's going on who's going what food going where what they had to drink up here <laughs> sally needs a refill on table six you know what i mean so it's it's fun though we really have enjoy it but it can be a little yeah. frustrating and uh it's it gets hectic. It gets really crazy. Well, it's definitely a family operation that yeah. you've got going on here. Obviously, your brother makes the sausage and helps at the at the restaurant. I mean, your mom's been up here this morning. I know she's helping. I asked my mom for for the week for two weeks of work when we started. I was like, Mom, come up us up for two weeks. You know, come up us up. We're gonna be a little busy. I'm gonna need your help before I hire somebody. Two years later, <laughs> yeah, still doing the potato salad. So it's just kind of it's hard for us to switch. You know, it's like, Mom, you want to hire somebody? You're like, Ah, no, I'm good. And you know, and it's just like. You bring somebody into, they care as much. You know what I mean? Yeah. They only care about as much as when we close, and, I, and that's understandable. I've, I've, you know, worked for others. I don't, work, I don't work well for others, but I've done, you know, I've done well enough, and um, I understand that a job is a job, and that's exactly what it is. But what we just, I ask of them, is just give us a little bit more attention to detail than you normally would, you know. Well, we know it's almost barbacoa time, so we'll we'll wind this down real sure. fast. Let's just let's go through a little bit of the menu real quick okay. of, of what's offered at Butters on a on a regular basis and what some of the special things it, might do. We try to keep it very traditional here, um, being that we're kind of the first of our kind in the area. I I, I mean, at least I think so. Um, I wanted for you know my home city and along with surrounding areas to try and sort of get the same experience that I got when I went up to Austin you know to, to not only the barbecue but the culture and the, the, the styles and I wanted them to understand that you know yes our barbecue is good what we know and love is great right but there's also this other world that you don't even realize yeah. and you're in a mind. very unique position where you are here there's less and less places like this now where you are giving people their first real Central Texas craft tex- you know craft barbecue experience mm-hmm. I mean, if you grew, if you're living in Austin or Houston now, you've yeah, had it's time that. a dozen, it's but, time a dozen. Yeah, but, but down here, you you are probably the first that's really serving that style of barbecue. And that see, that's exactly the, the thought that was going through my mind whenever I ate Franklin's. I'm like, you know what? It took me three hours to find this. That's a problem. You know, if you're having to drive three hours to go get some some good Texas barbecue, that's an issue. You know what I mean? Because most people like, oh, let's go to Bill Miller's and Corpus or, you know, so-and-so. So it's barbecue, barbecues, 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 barbecue. And it took me driving three hours, waiting in line five hours to realize it's not only the best barbecue, it's the best food. It's very... It's a whole experience. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned about, you know, getting to meet Aaron Franklin, the, the you know, the pits, and, and you've got your pit on display here. I mean, I think that's... That's what encompasses that, that barbecue experience. Yeah, yeah I, I think so. I mean, it's not only, like I said, the food. It's also the culture, and, and it's just really fun. It's very primitive. You'd be lying if you just said you didn't like barbecue. I don't think there's a person that likes it. It's, it's written in our DNA. It's fire. There's a vegetarian or two. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but come on. But they won't man. be listening to the show. <laughs> they, they, so. they, they, and, and they're wrong. They, they would wrong. be lying if they said they they didn't enjoy it. You know what I mean? And that, it's it's just who we are as is 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 humans. We we create. We make fire. We put some, we cook some meat. You know what I mean? So it's I I, I get a it's lot. It's in of our people, DNA. Yeah, it's people like I don't really like barbecue. It's just well, have you had ours? Yeah. Or have you had some some good Central Texas style? Because it will change your mind. It did it to me, and it. it inspired me to do something crazy like this you know so i i'm just fortunate enough to be in the driver's seat and that it's you know still working but there's a lot that comes with that you know 
So what's, I mean, you've expanded this building a couple of times, um, recently had a truck yeah. create their own drive-through. Um, yeah, it took out a wall. But, but I, I, I was impressed. I mean, you've already got that, uh, that close back in. It had to do with a lot with the community yeah. as well. We had a lot of people offer their help. We bought the material, of course, and people offered their services. That's so great. that was just completely humbling. When we got back Thursday, the wall's already up. And then a Wednesday, the wall was already back up. And then Thursday, they kind of just patched it up as best as they can. Now we're just waiting on sheet metal. So what's your, what's your long-term vision or kind of next big step for Butters? I tell you like I want to, like I tell everybody, I don't want to go back to work. This, this is my job. This is my work. And it's my craft. And all, all I'm trying to do is just kind of perfect it and along the way make a name for myself, for ourselves, and just kind of hunker down and, and really just do it as long as I'm able to. And, you know, I'm, I'm still young now. Um, 27 i'll be 28 in january so i still got i still got the legs for it my back kills me i feel like i'm 45 sometimes um i'm tired it's all the time like dog years every yeah, year yeah. in barbecue is, is seven human years yeah. i'm tired all the time um i smell like smoke my eyes burning all the time um i'm greasy i can't get away from it but there's a reason for it you know what i mean uh yeah. i feel like this is just more than a business this is just more than barbecue this is this is my life being told in a, in a story of what I do, you know, and um, if I encourage any barbecue connoisseurs out there to, to come give us a try, if you're a fan of it, Central Tech Star, just barbecue in general, or you just want to have a good time and eat some barbecue outdoors, come out and sit with us, hang out with us. Um, we're still small enough to where I can come out here, hopefully, and, you know, chat with you guys, see how it's going. Eventually, I don't know if we're going to stay in this corner or not, um, being that the property's not ours. I want to have a brick and mortar. I want to have a place where people can come in inside, get some AC, you know, a, a real legitimate, friendly, family-friendly place. Right now, this is just a startup. You know, it's been a good two years, but I think it's we're been a heck of a start from everything that we've seen. Everything yeah, we've heard. it's been a heck yeah. of a start. I mean, obviously, the, there have been some lows and a lot of highs, and you know, the, I'm sure there'll be more of each in the future. I'm sure. You know, you can't have one without the other. Yeah. So every time we have a bad day or something bad happens, I'm like, well, there's something good that's coming. It's going to combat this. You know, we're going to get past it just like. So one thing before we uh, wrap up, Butters, where did that come from? It's a nickname, short for Butterball. Butter, it's, it's just, it stuck ever since when I was born. I was a 10-pound baby. I was also a month premature. It was huge, huge kid. Uh, had to do an emergency cesarean on my mom. And uh, I, when I was, I was, you know, a little, little ball. My <laughs> uncle, late uncle, Mike. He said I look like a butterball turkey. That was the day I was born, and it's never left me since. Teachers, my best friends, everybody. It's just it's stuck, and it's just kind of like it's basically my name, you know. And people, even if they don't know, they just call it. They call it me butter anyway, you know. So it's just <laughs> I don't I don't let it bother. It doesn't bother me at all. Actually, just being that it's come so natural. Some people don't even know my real name. <laughs> so we've got brisket ribs, sausage. Brisket, uh, Angus prime brisket, homemade sausage, pork and beef. You have a jalapeno blend as well. I love it better than the original. Pork spare ribs. <clears throat> right now we're doing some limited time fajita. I call them funky fajita baby backs. Uh, prepared fajita style. They're smoked, but we prepare them and we cook them the same way as if you're cooking fajitas. Bell pepper onions, fajita seasoning. Smoked turkey breast. <clears throat> some really good chicken halves. Some very underrated pulled pork. I don't know why that doesn't sell as much as it does. I think it's because people just love the beef, man. They want the beef and the ribs and stuff. But it's a good substitute if we're over out. 
and sides. You got the rice that Daniel didn't like. We got the very, very dry <laughs> rice that Daniel didn't like. like. Yeah, we got the the beans, brisket beans, which I, which I think is our best side. Basically, pinto beans. Anything that's left on the table, it's chunked in. They're really good. They get better as the day goes. Um, some some mustard-based potato salad. It's got mayo and mustard. Any mustard, very tangy, very cold. Slaw. It's very fair. It's got vinegar and um, mayo. More more on the sweeter side. A little bit of pineapple in there. Then we have a pasta salad that my mom my mom's made up. She's always had it. I, uh, it's something that we always grew, or always ate growing up. So she decided to throw it on the menu, and that has its own little following. I, you know, she, everybody loves it. Uh, I don't know if that'll stay on forever. I've been wanting to add like a mac and cheese, and everybody's been begging us for green beans. So th- that might be coming uh, pretty soon. But with that, I'm gonna probably take one or two off because I just don't. I don't like a big menu. You know, I think I think short, simple menus are the way to go because I don't think there's a thing you can grab on our menu that you won't like. You know, I'm pretty confident in that. Um, yeah, other than that, you can just kind of break it down. The, mo- the most popular seller is a brisket sandwich. We can't sell, we sell too many of those things. So <laughs> it's also, that's kind of like the standard if people don't know anything about us or they don't know what to get. They're like, oh, brisket sandwich. And then they fall in love with it, and six months later, that's the only thing they're ordering. It takes. I'm like, hey, dude, I'm gonna give you this pork rib. I'm just gonna give it to you. <laughs> and then they, so they come again. Oh, I'll take a brisket and uh, get a half pound of ribs, and then brisket sandwich and a full pound of ribs. And I want to try the sausage. So before you know it, what started as a brisket sandwich is turning into what we call a Texas Trinity. It's a pound of brisket, pound of ribs, pound of sausage, and so they realize that we're doing a lot more than just a brisket sandwich yeah. you know and that's been awesome. trying to get people to understand that and like, you don't have to get a sandwich because there are tortillas which are better than <laughs> what, which is better what, than bread yeah what gets me is uh, <laughs> and i i mean they're going to order what they're going to want to order right it's y'all it's their right to get to order how they like but people will like hey we heard about the text monthly article we're coming in from uh, corpus or kingsville or rivera heard so much about you guys been trying to come let me get a chopped beef sandwich and a bag of chips. <laughs> Did you read the article? <laughs> yeah, man, and that just like breaks my heart. And and I'm like, we've well, seen people stand in the Franken line for five hours and get a chopped beef sandwich. It's it's <laughs> and it's a very good chopped brisket sandwich. Don't right. get me wrong, but to me, if you're gonna come get an experience, you're gonna have to get a plate at minimum a plate. And if you're hungry, the plate's not gonna cut it. You're gonna need to get some pounds or half pounds or something like that. Um, I just want people to understand that, um, yeah, we'll, we'll serve, we're never going to get rid of the chopped, but this, you know, we're trying to be more craft and trying to get people get to understand that all our meats are just as good as a brisket. Maybe not as good as a brisket, of course, but they all kind of have their own characteristics that they each stand out on their own. So yeah. I encourage them to try everything. <laughs> so Thursday, Thursday, Friday, <coughs> you Thursday, guys. Thursday, Friday, 11 to sell out. Um, usually. 5.36, sometimes 6.30, sometimes earlier if we just get really busy. It's a small town, so we don't really get those crazy, crazy big crowds and lines. Plus, there's a lot of other places to eat here. And then um, Saturday, Sundays, 9.30 to sell out. We start selling the barbacoa. As the barbecue comes out, we'll, we'll sell it, you know, so. Yeah, Saturday and Sundays, you can get here early. And then yeah. Sunday, we do the beef rib, the beef short rib. Nice. And what's the best place to find you, follow you on for updates? We're, uh, Google, if you just Google Butters Barbecue, it'll take you straight here. We're getting a website built as we speak. We're very active on Facebook, sort of active on Instagram, but Facebook is kind of where we built our base, our customer base. Uh, that's how we let people know we were going to open up. 
and that's how we pe let people know updates still they, they follow us there like okay they sold out they not sold out they having any specials what's going on this week so uh, Facebook is where to find us butters barbecue one last one. Sure. What would you say is the best kept secret on your menu? Well, it sounds like the fajita ribs. We're going to have to try those. The yeah. best kept secret. Hmm. Could even be the pulled pork. I know you said yeah, the, the, really the, good. the El Sancho is a sandwich that we had. It's like top of coleslaw. The pulled pork, really good. That was one of the first sandwiches we had. But I think, I, I think the pork ribs, man. I think those are like, uh, you know, if people come and ride a brisket. I tell them we have ribs. I don't really. I get. I get a. I don't really like pork ribs, you know. And, and then when they finally get to try them, they're like, "Oh, yours were different. They weren't very smoky, you know. They had. A, they were very tender. So it's those, you know. I don't like pork ribs. I understand. You know, like my, you're you know, doing uh, St. Louis or St. no? We do the, the full spares. spares. Thank you. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't you. like St. Louis. Yeah. They're number one. They charge. You can charge me more for less. It makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I didn't, I didn't understand the St. Louis thing, and plus, and, and I just love biting through that little what I call the yeah, nipple. the nerves. We got yeah. the nerve suckers. We call them people here, man. They get those, they get those rib bones. The first thing they do, they pop their bone <laughs> right out. They just, you know, get right after it. They don't fall right off the bone. Sometimes if Robert gets, you know, a little tired, he'll he'll leave them in there a little too long. But it's never a bad thing. People like them that way. I I prefer them just a little pull where you can just kind of, yep. you can yep. you kind of see that pop <laughs> when that bone comes out. Um, very slight pull. Very, very slight pull, but we'll see how Robert did today. Well, we've taken up plenty of your time. It's time <laughs> to open your business and stop talking on this microphone. Um, so <laughs> we, no, we, we appreciate what yeah. you're doing. We have a lot of respect for how you've gotten here and the clear passion you have for it. And appreciate so, it. We look forward to seeing what the future holds for you guys. Thank you, guys. Thanks Absolutely. for coming out, first of all. We appreciate it. Well, thank you, right. and we'll talk with you next time. Thank you, man.